special message from the Porn Stars of Bewell podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and becoming uh, your entertainment choice during this crazy time, the coronavirus and the global pandemic. Uh, we appreciate all your support and love, and uh, we extend it back to you. Please be responsible out there in all the ways that you know you should and need to be. Thank you guys for listening and watching. We really appreciate your support. Porn Stars of Beale podcast. I'm Dan Frigolat. I'm here with Bonnie Good. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. In the middle of lockdown, you're in, um, from what I understand, Colorado. I am. What's the vibe of Colorado now? Can you go places? Yeah. Um, restaurant, like in my town, the streets shut down one of the lanes and all the restaurants built out like big, elaborate um outdoor seating areas with like tv torches and lights and stuff so yeah i live in like a kind of party town so is that right yeah i guess are... colorado's whole vibe is either party. like we're very uh conservation -y or we're like come here and do everything bad right <laughs> yes that is 100 percent accurate like, like we want to maintain how great it is and then everybody else coming being like we don't give a fuck about anything and just littering and just coming on stuff yeah we're not huge on tourists but they do pay the bills so yeah right so um yeah same thing it's like that that the the ski vibe is like oh, the first time i drove across country I, we stopped in denver but then we stopped in jackson hole wyoming and i was like oh everything here costs it was like eight dollar coffee so i was like what is this <laughs> and it's like no we need the entire state's budget to come from this one city <laughs> Okay, so yeah. you got you got a fun thing going on. Okay, so you're on like a you're on a fuzzy couch. You're you got I don't know what you call this thing behind you. What do you call this thing? Mm, I have no idea. Some seventies TJ Maxx shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's this? That's uh, what do they call the hangy thing? The, oh, the... macrame. Macrame, yeah. You just fingered a little bit, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, th is this where you is this where you cam and such? This is. I live out in the boonies, so and I had. Uh, six male roommates uh, so I had to rent a studio and this is my studio that I rented and that I'm Wait. so lucky to have how how does anyone have six male roommates <laughs> right <laughs> so you buy the only house that you can afford in your yuppie rich town <laughs> and then to live in it, you need six roommates. <laughs> so wait, did you like, are people living in the kitchen? Is it like New York City style? Like you just put up like a fake wall and like somebody has lives <laughs> in the kitchen. I did, a, I went to a, um, an Airbnb in like South Africa and I thought I was going to be the only one there. And it was like, somebody's living in the kitchen, somebody's living in the bathroom, somebody's living in the attic, right? Is it that vibe? No, but I did have, I let some kids live in a tent on my porch for two months during COVID. No because they were displaced and I'm a, I'm a nice landlord and just let people live how they need to. <laughs> how did you meet Tent Porch Boys? That's a, so, such a great band name, the Tent Porch Boys. Tent Porch Boys. <laughs> or, the porch, or the Porch Tent Boys. They're friends of the other tenants. And oh, like I said, I'm just, I just let them do whatever as long as it's not bothering me. So how did you charge them a, a nominal fee to live on your porch? I did not. I, oh, didn't. <laughs> I was just like, it's COVID. Everyone just do what you need to do. Like, yeah. go soak in the hot tub and just don't worry about it. <laughs> and did you, did you let them shit in the house or did they have to shit in the woods? So <laughs> we have an upstairs and a downstairs. And 
upstairs is a little bit more calm and downstairs is where the communal living is happening. Right. <laughs> so Whatever this co-op is, I want to live in it, I think. I know. So if I had better internet, like how good of a cam girl mansion it would be. But right. I just need that internet. And then I have, yeah, six bedrooms. We could have just a bunch of girls in the mountains, in the hot tub, on the deck with the views. I don't know what we need to do to get you to this level, but let's get you to this level. It's, right. It is frustrating. I'm, yeah. I'm like, that's, like that. I was talking about this yesterday. This is this is the only reason I'm not living in the woods and like like making my own food and like buying goats and stuff is the Internet thing. I picked a profession that's so reliant on now being on the Internet and being able to like create content. And I can't do that if right. I can't get Fios. Someone whatever. buy us a satellite. Like right. Oh, yeah, I, that's the thing, right? Satellite internet is big old, we get a big own. old dish. <laughs> yeah, let's get you your own, uh, your own dedicated IP. Yeah, the Bonnie, the Bonnie light. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, your were you set up mostly to be a cam artist at the beginning of this? Uh, at the beginning of COVID or? Yeah. Um, or so beginning adapt? of COVID, I was in a different city where I had a bomb apartment downtown. I worked all day from my lovely downtown apartment and cruised around and drank coffee and made pottery and volunteered and had this whole thing going on in my own house. And um, yeah, and then all of that kind of just like fell apart and I decided I needed to go live somewhere a little bit more affordable if I'm just going to be stuck in my house for an undetermined amount of time. Right. Wait, so you, were you, but then I guess the question was, were you, were you camming then? Yeah. And so you're like, look, if, if this is all it is, I got to find something else to do. And so, yeah, cause yeah. I, I really need like a rich, um, outside of work life, even though I work all day long, like yeah. from nine in the morning till nine at night, I was, um, I still like would go for a walk or go see music or go volunteer. Like I really need that to feel complete. And when I was just stuck in my apartment working all day long, I wasn't feeling complete anymore. So yeah, they can, we've come up with all kinds of new terms like zoom fatigue. <laughs> it's like, you're just, you're just playing the cam all day and you get no, you got no like feedback coming to you, which I don't know how that is any different than what we were doing when we were doing selfie videos. I think the only difference is like, yeah, I think because we can't hug people now, then it's, it's right. like that whole other piece of life is removed. And now it's and now it's extra important to get this like feedback thing. Yeah, totally. It's I went from at the beginning of this being like, F that I'm not doing an online conference like that sounds so dumb to right. like, oh, my God, I'll be there. I, I like took out a block of time. I'll be on all day. Like I need some fucking interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this week they did the they did the, the whole DNC online and it was like um it's just so interesting to see like how entertainers like us um cam people, comedians, things like that, like we have it all ready and figured out and then you're looking at the Tonight Show and like Jimmy Fallon like doesn't know how to use his cell phone and we're like that's a that's a multi-million dollar program and it looks like crapola. Meanwhile, we're over here, like we all built studios in our houses. So true. So for like true. a thousand bucks, you know, like legitimately people like took their stimulus checks and could like make a studio out of that uh, and become ready to rock. You know, you got like you got more equipment than most people do. You know, you have more equipment than Jimmy Fallon. Like that's well, how is how did we get to this place? 
<laughs> I've noticed that. I saw some people like trying or like the more mainstream people, even like Tiger King, whatever they did that like post show, like yeah. where they're all just like on their phones. And it's like, I mean, you could set this up a little better. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah every, yeah, every time I try to do a Zoom show with comedians and like they turn it on and they're just like, like one comedian tried to lay in his bed with like the lights off. And I was like, dude, get the fuck out of your bed. Put a shirt on. This is a real show. Get your life together. So, did you, so if you watched the Tiger King after show, which I didn't, I didn't make it that far. Ooh. Then what did you think of the entire program? What's your vibe on this thing? Hmm. Well, I'm a massive stoner. <laughs> um, so like, it was quality entertainment for okay, my level. Right, fair enough. Okay, I didn't do it from that perspective. So I tried to rewatch it so I could make a podcast about it, and I found out like uh, by by the time I got to like episode three, I was like, you can't watch this a couple times. It's not it's not good enough no. to watch more than once. No, but just like I mean, I think like the whole period where you're like, wait, is this real? Like the point where it goes from like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is real. Pretty sure this is real to like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> this is this can't be real. <laughs> well, it felt because it felt like a failed. It felt like if somebody turned that in at at like film school as an editing project, that they would be like, "This none of this is linear. We don't know what the we don't know what you did. <laughs> what story are you trying to tell?" Uh, yeah. And then, I wasn't, for some I reason, wasn't they, obsessed with it, but I watched it through, and it was also right at the perfect time of COVID, where just like everyone was right. definitely going to watch it. <laughs> Right, we had caught up on everything that we knew existed. Uh, yeah. For some reason, HBO and all these other companies are like, we're not getting new movies up. And they're like, what's this Tiger King thing? Let's do this. Um, it is brutal though, but okay. But so as I, I'm gonna assume, because you're, you're a yogi, right? You're, yeah. uh, you were talking about making pottery. You're talking about being a stoner. These are all linear things to the idea that maybe you would be very uh, pro-animal. I, I also am. My last job, I was a foster coordinator for a humane society. Oh, wow. Now, what did they have? Do they have anything weird? Mm, nope. A dog lot of times, like they'll, like, they'll just, like, like, they'll be the dog shelter, but then all of a sudden, they'll, like, have a turtle because they they, there's no other place to send it. Did you have a crocodile? <laughs> pretty, pretty boring. Pretty normal. Sometimes you get a stray pig, a stray alpaca that goes, we take care of those pretty quickly. <laughs> no, so you did. You had, to, you had to place an alpaca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like, they'll be wandering around. Usually their owners are like, ah, shit, where'd that alpaca go? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do they microchip an alpaca? Usually not, but that's a good idea. They usually tag them. Yeah. So in, you're, you're in Colorado now. Where, what state were you in before? Um, I was in just Northern Colorado. Oh, yeah, I was okay. living in Fort Collins, which was a really fun city for me. But So what do people get an alpaca for in Colorado? Uh, for hiking, um, just as like pets. No, is that real? Oh yeah. You just bring the alpacas your alpaca? are awesome. You can throw what? all your gear on them, and then you just like hike up a mountain with your camelback what? and water, and you make them carry like a bottle of wine and picnic supplies and a. This is real. Oh yeah. You just make your alpaca a sherpa. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from upstate New York. This is this is wild to me. I'm in New York City. If I saw an alpaca, I would fucking climb up a building. Like, <laughs> I love animals. I love hiking, but that's insane. 
in um in LA I saw someone walking their goat around like that's crazy and that's the thing is I, like I remember when I was talking I was having a conversation with my grandfather when I was like first trying to figure out uh, having a cow having a uh, a chicken right like that's the that's the next step of living off grid for me is like is having those things and feeding them properly and then eventually eating them um but you like you just can't you can't just bring a cow onto your property you have to have like a certain amount of land you have to get like approval I think chickens is very much smaller but like, are these people having alpacas live in their backyard, in their house? Like, what's the... <laughs> no, usually out in property. Uh, chickens in, um... you can have in your backyard, though, anywhere. Yeah, I guess every state's a little bit different. Because, like, ultimately, like, counties don't want people to just be able to raise chickens. Like, they don't want their, like, houses, every house to become a farm. Or, like, roosters, I think, are the main issue. Right. But, yeah, there's all sorts of different rules. Here in Colorado, you can't have a pet... A pet skunk, which makes me really sad. <laughs> I love that they had to make that law. <laughs> they're such dicks, man. I just would love a pet skunk. <laughs> just because they're assholes? No, they're really sweet. <laughs> oh, you're saying Colorado's a bunch of dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they won't let you have skunks. I took care of a baby skunk for a while, and it was the cutest motherfucking thing ever. No shit. Well, and everything's then yeah, they told Everything's me. cute as a baby, right? Yeah, babies are really cute in general. And I guess if you don't like, if they don't learn how to spray, then they likely won't spray. Is that a thing? It's uh, uh, all the all the tweets this week are about normalizing like weird behavior. So like normalize not spraying skunks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's each skunk is unique. <laughs> yeah. It's like its own. Uh, it's yeah. So I guess that, that is funny. It's, yeah, if it's not, it's a learned behavior. That is fun. Skunk. Wow. Wait, so then what else? Okay, wait, so you said alpaca. What was the other one that, that, that got loose? Uh, people lose their goats and um, what else? So what happened to that alpaca story? Did somebody, they just fostered it off to somebody else or somebody? No, the owners came. The owners right. usually come. Sometimes they don't come for goats and stuff. And then like, um, usually an employee will take it. Like it doesn't usually get to the point where they're adopting them out because we bought That's... that land and... That's so crazy. I, I yeah. I wonder. I think if I had a goat, I would never think to go check the shelter for my goat. I think just be like, it got eaten, gone forever. I don't know. It's like I don't. But I don't, yeah, like I don't know who collects. Like you know what I mean. It's like if we lose the post office, I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna send my grandma a card. Like I don't know what the next step is. You're like, where's my goat? Who do I call? <laughs> you're like calling the DMV, and they're like, that's not us, man. That's not us. <laughs> What's the VIN number on your goat? <laughs> What's the VIN? Yeah, we should VIN our goats. Uh, I've been saying that for a long time. No, the. Um, <laughs> When I, when I was in Oregon, uh, we were, what did we do? We ended like a road trip at like 6 a.m. one time and there was like all these turkeys in the street and we're like in the street, like a bunch of New Yorkers like freaking out because there's turkeys walking around and we're like, this is fantastic. They don't, they're not afraid of us, nothing. And so we're like taking videos and pictures of turkeys. Then the neighbor comes out and he goes, uh, hey man, it's not weird. And we go, what? And he goes, it's not weird that there's a turkey in the street. You go, all right, man, just like go inside. We're going to film this anyway. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're not hurting this turkey. Like, and he's like, it's not weird. And then he goes inside. And then I found out like, like uh, a couple of days later, because he was my buddy's neighbor, that this guy has just set up feeding troughs for every animal in like the neighborhood. So like deer were just hanging out in his backyard, eating out of the trough. So every animal in the, in the neighborhood, like is like a Looney Tunes character. It's not afraid of people at all. Oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> the turkey was like, yo, where's my food? Give me, give me some food. That's so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so now that you're in quarantine, lockdown, all the things, how many hours do you spend on, on cam or making content? 
Uh, so I do Sky Private, which is nice because I don't have to like juggle or anything. Um, I'm just usually like lying around watching Netflix and smoking weed. And then when so it's like going on a date with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, but no, no. So that's a, I'm not like on screen until I start a show with someone on Sky Private. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I just hang out and then I take calls from three to eight, so five hours, four days a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I'm working for five hours, but I'm just chilling. I, it sucks because I'm not at my house where I could be like doing house things, right. like building or doing art or uh, fixing up the place. Um, but, you know, it was, it's working. Why'd you say you're not juggling? Um, that's just what I don't like about live cam shows, how you have to, I can't just be like, oh, hey, hey, thanks for do, coming in. Do people, so it's like, oh, it's, it's not physically juggling, not literally juggling. You just have to like, to be a good cam girl and to get to the top and to get a lot of people in your room, you have to be like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so happy you're all here right now. Yes, let's do this now. I'm gonna hula hoop and like. Oh, oh yeah, no, actually, no, so actually juggling. You're like, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow fire. <laughs> not actually juggling, but like, just, you know, I'm not uh, like hula a- Hula hooping and juggling are the same family, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anybody who can act like who's really good at hula hooping can probably juggle. I, would say. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I don't think that's based on science. <laughs> all I'm saying is everyone who juggles is a really good hula hooper. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All I'm saying is if you juggle, you probably also ride a unicycle and you take a pogo stick to work. <laughs> this sounds like fake news. <laughs> <laughs> so many facts behind this. <laughs> on Facebook and argue about it. Um, right. Let's test that. Are you avoiding any uh, social medias now? Like a bunch of them are not like obviously like porn friendly, but like. Um. Well, I don't have a Facebook. Um. I find it distracting, and yeah, sure. I not really. I just keep my Twitter super focused on my adult work, and I block everyone that talks about politics unless. They're oh, saying something that is keeping it like lighthearted and yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, because there was a period of time when the, when this podcast started, it was like it would I'd be like anything you don't want to talk about. And it's like no politics. We're not talking about anything politics politics at all. And that changed like almost immediately. Um, I'd say about a year ago, everybody really started honing in and being like, I don't even care if I lose followers. And then especially during the lockdown, they're like, I don't care if I lose followers. I'm going to say what I feel. And that was so outside of like this, this industry for a long time. It was like, we're not going to talk about it. We don't want to lose a, a group of people just based on our opinions. And it's gotten so hectic that people are not even avoiding it anymore, which is, I know. Which is wild. Yeah. And it, it is what it is. I just like, I have other avenues to talk about politics and sure. my 3000 followers on Twitter isn't yeah. like a right. good, it's not the best place that I could put my uh, like political beliefs and try and make positive change. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That was the, yeah, that was the thing is some, yeah, people were trying to say that when they blocked all the QAnon people off of Twitter, that it was like a freedom of speech issue. I was like, if that's all, if that's the only way that you're going to protest, uh, then you're the laziest protester ever. It's not, it's not <laughs> and that too, that too. I'm not into the, like the, like I'm not gonna post when I'm going to a demonstration. I'm not gonna post when I'm volunteering and stuff like that. Like that's just too 
I don't know. It just feels icky to me. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, I wasn't sure we were gonna say so. yeah, that's what I do for myself, and occasionally I will throw it out there just because, like, I think a lot of people don't realize the benefits of volunteering, like how it could be improving their personal lives as well as the lives of others. So I see, like, you know, it's nice to be like, hey, remember. Yeah, what's the best what's the best volunteer experience you've had oh god um man i had some freaking amazing volunteer positions um but my best one that i had was last year and i actually worked as a mentor through an organization for a 16 year old girl and it was just hands down one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had it was really cool well, so yeah, can you, can you, what, what more, what more can you tell us about it? So we, um, so the girl that I got paired with had been waiting for the right mentor for a whole year. Wow. Um, she got busted shoplifting, her parents got divorced and she was just like all like had done her own tattoos and was just like me when I was 16. Like she right, just yeah. reminded me of me so much and she just really needed like an additional adult in her life that didn't have a parenting position to um, just hang with. And right. um, I'm sober from alcohol um, and I never discussed smoking weed with her. Um, but just having someone, an adult too, that was like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to do drugs. You can be alternative. You can be an artist. You can be quirky and, you know, still like be a kid. You're young. Like, I don't know. It just felt like a really good fit and we made a bunch of art together and I think it was cool for her to have a sober adult that is also a badass in her life. And how, how's that going now? Are you still, can, are you guys still connected? So yeah, it's a one-year commitment and our case is closed, but we still Skype each other and yeah. she is going to come visit me in Mexico for her 18th birthday present uh -huh. um, once we can go to Mexico. <laughs> So yeah, I, I wondered, is, is it, is it, is it, it's not a commitment beyond that, but is it frowned upon to stay in contact or what's, what, how does that program work? Um, no, I think it's just like whatever you want to do at that point. And, um, so she had to give the year because the courts were like, Hey, you can't do this stuff. Or what was the program? Like, so it was just like, um, it was just like something that was offered. So like, the town I was in was super progressive. Right. So they have lots of things like this, like free art classes for the community, like my pottery classes were subsidized. And then if they are talking to their school therapist and they're having issues, then they'll be like, hey, we have this program, we can get you on the list. Um, okay. So yeah, she didn't like have to do it, but she was offered the opportunity and yeah. she, she was kind of like hoping for a connection like that, I think. Yeah. Well, so then what, I guess, what's a good, it is interesting because it's like, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like when I was a kid and having like an adult friend that didn't have an expectation right? of me. Right, so I had, my adult friends when I was 16 were fucking drug dealers and sketchy right. bad people. <laughs> right, right, people that were like, no, you can do all this stuff, it's fine, you're not going to die. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Like uh, the opposite. And uh, then my parents who were like, neither of them went to college um like they weren't like really inspired they were giving me all the love and confidence i needed to become the person i am today but they weren't like this is how you get a scholarship this is how you like negotiate things with your relationship with boys this is how you negotiate drugs if you choose to do them like that yeah. wasn't things that my parents 
talk to me about. And it would have been kind of cool to have someone like in an auntie position. Right. Yeah, I never, I, yeah, I guess I never really had that cool aunt either. Everybody, like everybody that was an adult in my life had the, had the, like, we have a responsibility over you to give you uh, the right experiences and like have an expectation that you're not a, that you don't become a shitty kid. But to have somebody who doesn't have to expect anything out of you and just talk directly, that's, that's a different, interesting one. It is really interesting. It's weird uh, to like a, a certain extent, like, um, cause you know, like most 33 year old women and don't have the 18 year old friends, but at the same time, it's just kind of like a bummer that we don't have that in our community because especially yeah. like women, woman to woman and man to man, having that multi-generational influence in your life and relationships are super, uh, I don't know, valuable, I would say. And I think as a society, we try and like make it weird exactly. when somebody is friends with somebody of a different age. And it's, a, it's it, you know, even if, especially if it's a, like a, like an opposite sex situation, they want to make it weird that like you're friends with somebody so far it's like that's not your family why are you hanging out with this person like are you sleeping with this person you're like right no we are friends that's right <laughs> um, uh it's super weird and i've always been like non-conventional and i've never really worried much about age as i get older it gets weirder but <laughs> yeah what do you mean um well let's see i dated a lot of guys that were like 15 years older than me when i was 20 21 19. that's the thing to do yeah I mean, it's, and it was good. It was like, okay, cool. Now I know what to expect. Yeah. 30 year old well, yeah, guys, guys are going to be just as fucking stupid as 19 year old boys. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> true. I remember I, well, I was, me and my grandfather were both single at the same time. And, uh, and we both started dating and we started sharing stories and I would have stories from 25 year old girls that he had about 75 year old women. And I was like, Oh, it's not going to change. So. No, no. And I never had that expectation and I've never been let down. <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. The age thing. It, yeah. It's, it's mostly, it's mostly shenanigans. We, we try to use it as a, uh, as, this is actually, this happens a lot when you talk to somebody and you're having like uh, uh, a dating problem and they go, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll solve your problem right now. How old is she? And it's like, fuck you. It's got nothing to do with it. That's not <laughs> why, that's not why she's tr like, like is selfish in this way. You know what I mean? Like she's going to be a selfish 80 year old woman too. Exactly. Unless something crazy changes. Age is just a number. I have a, I think I have a different age on every platform I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I get caught a lot. I get caught a lot because uh, somewhere along the line, I changed my Facebook age and some of these apps have a Facebook age thing. And so, um, so people get like really mad. It's like a two year difference or whatever. And they're like, well, your thing said that you were a 35. So what, what's the deal? Why are you a liar? And it's like, it's, why are you a liar? I'm matter. 30 forever. I'm a vampire right. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And it's hard because with comedy and acting, it's like, it doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter what your age is. It just matters what you look like and can play. Yeah. So you could be a, you know, you could be a 40 year old person and only be able to go out for 25 year old roles. Cause you're like a tiny dude, or you could be, you know, uh, uh, like somebody who's malnourished and they're, and you're like 30, but you look 50. And so you get roles being somebody's dad. So it's not right. about, yeah, it's weird. 
Yeah, I can't wait till I can really play a MILF or like get get hired for that kind of stuff. I'll be so Yeah, what do you put as your like hashtags now? What are your tags for like what to define yourself? Uh, It depends on the platform. Um, I usually actually just find like the top tags for each site and then I use those, so. And you just become those things? I'm just like, well, like uh, Pornhub, usually top 20 tags, hashtag young, hashtag big ass, hashtag big butt. Um, yeah, just like kind of, it sucks because those are the ones that are most searched. So I just, yeah. I use it like more statistically to get Yeah, my- no, it's smart. It's not, it's smart. You got, you got, you got to lean into that part of it. It is. And then it is. I've been doing a lot of fetish lately. So I do tend to just and like all the different fetishes that I've been doing. Cause yeah, when does that start for, for, for the novice person, when does that start? Cause now we're trying to pretend like everything's a fetish, right? We're like, Oh, well, it's a foot fetish. That's everybody knows that one. But then now every single thing we're like, pretend it's like, Oh, well, food is a fit. Like, where does it start and end? Hmm. Like, like, I would say like-, like, okay. So if you pick a thousand people, and only one of those people will masturbate to it. <laughs> Maybe like a hundred people will say. Right. Like it's not something, most of the fetish stuff that I do, like I do not find hot. Um, my friends don't find sexual. I could right. play on a loop on a projector and everyone would just be like, is it a bad like high school drama assignment? Right, that's <laughs> funny. Cause that's, that's what a lot of the videos at the MoMA are right now. <laughs> Modern art is just like people breaking glass, like in like a in like a t-shirt with socks on. Is it art? <laughs> Am I uncultured? Is it art? Is it fetish? What is it? <laughs> well, so yeah, so a lot of times some some of these fetishes, like these ones where it's like, um, I don't know, I don't have the perfect example, but I thought I would. But um, a lot of them just like sometimes you can like feel people's trauma based on what the search is. Oh yeah, that's my favorite thing about it all. And um, I do, I do try to do a really good job. I put a lot of effort into my work. That's why I rent a studio, and I'm not doing shit in my like kitchen with the fridge in the background and stuff. Like, and I really stop and think like why this would turn someone on the things that happened to them, the things they thought about as kids. Um, My most common ones lately have been robot fetish. Um, Robot fetish. Wait, so run us through the, run us through that. Oh, it's amazing. It is my all time favorite fetish. Uh, I might just become a full robot. So um, when guys want robot fetish stuff, the most common thing they want is a dying battery. so like think of like your Game Boy dying and you're like really like fuck no like fuck I have to beat this level and I should plug it in but I like really just want to finish this um and then I think that that's kind of what I think of when I translate it to like they just want this fembot to be like let me please you I just need to be plugged in (laughs) plug me in first please (laughs) and like so so it creates like um it creates like a, like a uh, like a deadline, like a tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I might not be able to finish. Yeah, is that the, that's the vibe. And so, so you're you are a robot. Mm-hmm. 
like like Austin Powers, or I guess um, I guess James Bond is where that came usually from. like a fembot or an android. Yeah. So they want me to be normal and then kind of like start to degrade. And I think it also moves into like limp fetish. Yeah, like- that's the other thing. Yeah, is it like because because you're still gonna if you're in that thing and your and your sex doll dies, you're still gonna finish, right? <laughs> But they don't want, usually, I would say 99% of the time, they don't want any nudity involved at all. Interesting. Like, uh, they just want it to be like, this, this would be a great costume for it. And start out normal and then start to slowly fade. And that's the most common. And I think it comes from, yeah, just relationship with technology, ideations about robots. We've all been wanting to fuck a robot for a long time. That's, that's right. I saw this great I saw this great sketch from from years ago because it was like it like wasn't even close to HD and it was this one about um I can't remember who who put it together but it was one about like fucking the vacuum and the guy's like walking around you can't fuck that vacuum you fuck that vacuum it's gonna rip your dick off and then they just keep going through the thing he's like obviously I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my dick in this vacuum but like if I was gonna which vacuum that's (laughs) that vacuum is what you put your dick in and then you buy that vacuum (laughs) But we've been there for a long time. Like that's what that's what comes with like like hoverboards and Back to the Future and all the mm-hmm. things. It's like is eventually we wanna we wanna be able to we wanna be able to bang Siri. Yep, eventually. And then nurses is my other one, and I really like that uh, kind of attention to and putting a realistic spin on it. Like yeah. you're going into a normal doctor appointment, and you're sitting down and like, man, what would happen if? this like hot nurse if my hot nurse came back in and like her blouse was unbuttoned or like things started escalating and she like started touching me like that would be so crazy and so yeah. hot wait so this stuff is not this stuff is not pov stuff um dude. i don't do a lot of pov no there's, there's a dude involved uh yeah my husband got it so let me think I think what's funny and weird about those ones is always like, um, like I've been in that situation where like I'm questioning whether or not I'm being hit on, but because mm-hmm. the, the, like, cause porn will, will tell you that you can get a hit on at any time, but in real <laughs> life, it always feels inappropriate to get a hit on when you're in another situation. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's where that comes from. Cause it's like, it's like, so I'm running around for the census this week. And like every couple, every couple houses, I get this weird vibe that like they want me to come in and it's weird. And it's like, I'm covered up. So like, there's no reason why you should like be attracted to me. Right. Like, so like, there's just like a void in your life or there's something about the, the fact that I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, a stranger that it's kind of hot. Right. Can I steal um, that as a, but I, <laughs> as a but I'm always, yeah. no, it's oh for sure. The census yeah, it's like, a, how many people live here? Why don't you come on in? Uh, but there, but for sure, like there's, yeah, there's this, and I always feel weird about like that experience. Cause it's like, it's like, you can't hit on me right now. I'm trying to fill out this survey. And I, my life has always been like that. Like, no, I will not go out time. with you. <laughs> now is not the time. But then what's great is there's always dudes that will hit on girls and in every situation. Cause they, cause they have the opposite mindset where they go, yeah, we're in line at ice cream, but I can hit on anybody now at any time. That's weird to me. Yeah, Dan Savage calls that dickful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. The uh, so the nurse, the nurse with her with her accidental booby falling out. Those are the two main ones, or those are your two favorites? You said those are my two favorites. Yeah, I can't think of any of the uh, like toy guns. Was one where we like shoot each other and then you die dramatically, and then you're like, 
you, they can touch you however they want for a few seconds before you're like, gotcha. I was just playing dead and then chasing oh, each wow. other down. I do a lot of custom clips and they're all very unique. And a lot of them have been really eye opening. And then like those ones, when they started out, I was like, I'm not even going to post this on mini vids because like who else is going to get off on this weird, it seems like very specific, right? It seems very specific. No, those sold the best. <laughs> but, but I know it's not, I don't, and it's not that it's that it's like, there's a little bit of like, it's the same thing. It's the Tiger King thing. It's like, I'm not doing anything else. Somebody thought this was good. So it must be good. Like she made it. It must be good. There's a little bit of that in life right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, just try something new. And I have a really big variety. So I think people do get exposed. Like they might go to my Pornhub for my nude yoga and then be like um, going through my paid videos and be like, huh, weird. Like that's a kind of hot robot outfit. Not that I'm into robots, but like it says cream pie. So maybe I'll just watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree with, I agree with those things. Um... Yeah, well, because for dudes, it's like there's no, there's like no circumstance where we're not like that. Oh, that's fine. We can add sex to that. <laughs> that's fine. Like we're on a mountain with an alpaca who's got a bottle of wine, but like cover the alpaca's eyes and try to get laid. <laughs> um, yeah, or using a tour, like like dudes will use anything. Like like I like dude like when I went to South Africa for comedy, and then and then I found out a bunch of these guys when they go to the U.S. There's such a confusion with girls in the U.S. about like what Africa is that like they would just convince girls that they had like a pet lion because that would get them laid. Like almost any almost anything out of the ordinary is enough to like make somebody have sex with you at this point in life. And maybe <laughs> always, maybe always. Yeah. Especially right now, it's yeah. so weird dating. I'm so glad I'm not dating right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. It's a brutal period of time, and it was brutal before a lockdown. But the problem now you have is like now you have to fight over the fact that like if you're trying to date, like um, it it's like this weird Mexican standoff of like, do you have it? Have you been leaving the house? No. <laughs> but leave the house for me. So I'm not, you don't know me and I'm not important, but make me important enough so that we can do this together and not get COVID, but don't go see other people, right? So it's like, it's this weird, so it's almost like you have to like extra overcommit or right. extra just just say, fuck it, if I get it, I get it. And there's no right. there's sort of no middle. I think a lot of people jumped into some relationships pretty quick once <laughs> COVID hit, like, fuck it, we'll just live together. <laughs> like. That happens with blizzards in New York City. When you get a blizzard in New York City, it's going to be like a three-day thing. So you like just find somebody that you're going to blizzard with. Oh, that's like four days. Epic and hot. <laughs> right. So you, so you can blizzard for a week and then, uh, or whatever, four days. I want to blizzard with long. someone. Oh my god. <laughs> um, wait. So do you make all your videos with your husband then? Um, we work with other people as well, and I we do group shows where we don't swap. Yeah. And we do, we work with other girls. So far, that's been our jam. Is it an evolving process? Like, is your, is one of your goals to be able to swap? Do you think? Um, no, but I am actively looking for sister wives in the industry who want to fucking live with me and make porn and eat good food. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah, I guess where do you, where do you have to get to in your life so that you have this the like the right like that like the porn house the com the commune the cam girl house that uh, that that you speak of. So I think about this a lot actually, and yeah. um, 
I think it would be easier if it was just me. And because there's a relationship already involved, like that relationship has to be so bomb proof and not like bomb proof says like the 50% of people that are going to get a divorce, but like truly, really stable because you don't want to suck other people into your drama. That's not what I'm here for. So we do a lot of therapy, like a lot of therapy, just you and your husband. Yeah, we've been together for 12 years too. So, so. what's the, but and how long have you been camming? Um, so like a year and a half. Okay, so you're adding this to the relationship, which then becomes a weird discussion point. It's definitely a discussion point, but we're on the same page as far as like being open, being chill. He's not a jealous guy. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of things were the same, but just like you got to be able to live with each other harmoniously and to do that you have to be your best person and to be your best person i believe you need to go to therapy and work okay. through work through your trauma so you're yeah. not piling that on to other people i think that's fair what do you find at this point are the things that you guys are bumping into after 12 years Ooh, that's a good one um well so I stopped drinking five years ago and my husband is in his first year of recovery. And um, so he's going through like a lot of growth and a lot of changes and working through that kind of stuff personally can be like hard for the other person to be like, oh, you're like having a hard time again. I can tell by right. your bitchy tone. <laughs> right. Um, right. And that's something that you have to work through and us arguing about it or me talking to you about it isn't going to be productive. So um, adding in space has been a big thing for us. We um, both got our own places, which has been the best thing I've ever fucking done. He doesn't live in the house with all the roommates. So he does now, but I have the studio, which was like a must have. So I'm gone a big chunk of every day. Um, but when we were in our last town and when we moved to Mexico, we're going to have our own places. Like I forgot. I forgot that this was a thing. Yeah, this was a thing I was talking about on stage for a good while, which is like, of course, like our grandparents, like their marriage has made it 60 years. Like my grandfather worked like 14 hour days. He only saw my grandmother like 15 minutes a day. <laughs> like, of course you can make it work in those circumstances. Yeah. So. And especially during COVID. Um, so that was kind of a blessing because we got, crammed together. I couldn't go volunteer. I couldn't go do all the things that I did for like five hours out of my day besides working. And we were like, oh man, well, like we're not, uh, we're not like jiving while well. we're sniffing at each other. And it's so weird that you said it was a blessing. Cause it's like, it sounds like the opposite, but you're, you're taking the growth. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it might've been something that kind of just like got progressively worse for the next like three years. And instead we were just like, oh fuck, we don't have to live in the same space. It's actually right fun to not live in the same space we date we bring pizza to the other person's house um have a couple nights away so when we get back together like super epic sex and right yeah that um, was that was my that was how i was dating for exclusively for years was like the long distance thing because because you can put real time into it right It's, it's the time in between the like the the precious time that fucks everything up because it's like it's like it's like a you know if you got to be around when i have like a stomach ache like that's not good for the relationship right exactly like, all exactly. that little crap like you know is not good yeah yeah and i mean i just think you don't 
being in close proximity with a partner doesn't mean that you love them more or that you're a better partner or that you're stronger. Like it's great if you can do that in a relationship. And if you can't, you can still have a really good relationship just to give yourself space. It's pretty simple. Right. Well, we've we started working on it now, right? Like everybody's got a man cave. And then now that now that man exactly. caves happen, now now there's she sheds. So it's like women won't even let us have man caves anymore. Like we're like, no, we need to get out of the house. Let me have a man cave. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. So if you get a man cave, then I get a she shed. You don't need a she shed. You got the whole rest of the house. I left. <laughs> Your house is the she shed. Make the house the she shed. You're good. You're good on it. It's called the she house. And I'll be in the fucking garage uh, with a dirty floor and a drain in the middle. So if I just want, so if I just want to pee in the middle of my man cave, I can do that because I'm a Maya. Uh, yes, I've got drains in the middle of my studio. <laughs> is that right? Now I want to see more of what your content's all about. It's this right? <laughs> you need a drain? Oh, shit. You need a drain and a hose. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different kind of show. That could be one. Actually, I'm sure that is one. Slime fetish? Is that one? Oh. Have you done this? Oh, yeah, definitely. One of my favorites. I tried when we started in the industry. I wanted to do splashing primarily. What is splashing? Um, so it's food. It's like sliming or gunging. Um, but you but, sit on it? Mm, like all over you, just like, ah. And then you like have sex in it and like smear ah. it and just like so filthy and hot. And I'm into so, that, but not enough people want it. So I haven't done it. So wasteful. No, because we live in a country where that's so been a talking for so long. We're like, that banana could go to a family. <laughs> So I think that's the problem. You have to, yeah. So the, I think the sliming one's better because you make that shit and nobody wants to keep it afterwards. Like that's yeah. there's no nutrients in that. Just yeah, yeah. Slime. Well, I mean spaghettios. There's no nutrients in that either. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah. So just buy pop tarts and just slam those into each other's faces. <laughs> this uh, is so hot. <laughs> bang. Just a hot pop tart. Bang. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that for the and and I and it would not be sexual to me in any way, but it would make me feel good inside my soul. Yeah. Um, well, so, okay. So interesting with the, so the, so when, when you go to the, I don't know how we got away and how I'm pretending to come back, but when you go to therapy, then are you going, are you doing the, say the things about each other to the person while you're sitting next to each other? Or are you doing your own sessions and then coming back and then powwowing? We do both. We do a shit ton of therapy and we have a super strong and awesome relationship. And I, I think it's because of all the therapy that we do. Sure. So how does it, do you think that, what's the, what's, how do you evolve from there? Do you think you can get to a place as humans where you can sit together and do your own therapy on each other oh, yeah. and, not, and not need the other person? Oh, well, to a certain extent, like, I think that the goal is to like work through our trauma, work through our hangups. So we're just like strong, solid people and we can have that conversation. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's just when you have like the really big disagreements it's good to have a mediator because if both people are feeling like they're being treated unfairly, then you need like, it's hard to be like, okay, I'm not being treated unfairly. You're right. <laughs> like it's right. better to have a third person be like, okay, listen, here's what I'm seeing. And you know, that pride ego thing is it's so hard. It's like, like you try to be oh, a balanced yeah. person and then you get to that one moment where like, where the, the terms of the discussion are uh, you're wrong and that's the only way you can move forward. And it's so hard to just go like, fine, I'm wrong for just for seconds. So we can see what the next piece is. You go, be like, no, I'm not, I'm still right in that one time. It's like, no, no, it's really hard. Yeah, it's, it's super hard. And I, I love paying someone to make it easier. That's like 
the best the best thing I've decided to invest in. And I've Capitalism. always done it, but the past this past year, um, I think just like a lot of things have opened and I think my husband getting sober too, we're just like, dang yeah. dude, let's invest in our our heads and our bodies. That is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting when one person uh, reaches sobriety and then there's a there's like a three year window where the other person is not there yet. Do you think are you bulletproof with your sobriety at this point? Um, I am at an interesting point in my sobriety, actually. And um, I don't know, I'm just For a long time, I thought I was an alcoholic, and now I don't. I don't think that I necessarily am an alcoholic. I think that I, drinking is just not great for my lifestyle. So I'm not like saying that I'll never drink again. And if I did drink, it wouldn't be like my life would go down the drain. It's just like definitely wasn't fitting my husband and I's lifestyle because we just fought like cats and dogs, like drunk cats and dogs. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I like knew that to be true. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. After five years, I mean, I smoke a lot of weed. Um, I do mushrooms. Now that those are decriminalized in Denver. I didn't know that. Do, 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 do. Uh, so wait, mushrooms, is it just one? Or because everything, like everything in that fungus family, right, is, is out there. Like you got, like you got all the stuff. You got peyote, you got ayahuasca, you got all that stuff out there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and is so all, is it I haven't done any of those other things. Um, I used to work on an ayahuasca and peyote farm in Costa Rica. No and I, I didn't do it because I'm on antidepressants and I wasn't ready to get off of them. And it's best if you cleanse your body of weird chemicals, you'll have like a better experience. Yeah. So I never did it, but I grew it and I love the plant. I love the medicine and I'm super into microdosing mushrooms. And that's just something that's like legal and easily accessible here. So, um, okay. Yeah, I make little dinosaurs with just like a very small amount of THC and psilocybin in them. And, and psilocybin is the one from mushrooms? Yeah, and it doesn't make you trip. It just, uh, it, it's an antidepressant. It elevates your mood. Before I film a lot, I do it. It just makes yeah. me more creative and kind of like get shit done. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. I really, really yeah. like it. I think it's medicinal. I like this place that you're in your journey where... Um, where you're not, uh, it, you don't have to be an alcoholic to not drink. Cause I find that in my life that it's like, I'm a, I'm a comedian who doesn't drink. And it's like telling this are like, okay, get your beer. And it's like, no, I don't drink. And it's, I try to make it, I try to take as much off of you as I can when I have, it's like, no, I don't drink. And, but people get so like heavy. They're like, oh, like what happened? And like, tell me, it's like, no, I was never good at it. Like it's, it was never fun. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, so I don't do it, but it's like we live in a society where you must have a, like a serious problem if you don't partake in alcohol. That's yeah. our society. I, I hate how the media forces it upon people. It bothers me. My only conspiracy theory is that um, like the government does it on purpose and to like keep people complacent. Interesting. Like I was so fucking complacent when I was drinking a bottle of wine every night and having a hangover for half the next day. Like I wasn't. Yeah, like, you're not wrong. Just just you saying that makes me like think of all the times where people are like, "No, you can have this much glass of wine when you're pregnant." And you're like, "What?" Like, yeah, you can drink this much if, if when you're doing this. Other, it's like, hold on. 
Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started in like ancient Peru, and they do it in countries that have socialism, like alcohol, and the cheap, shitty alcohol to the poorest case. Um, and just like every culture has done it. And yeah, it's just to keep them complacent. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep these people down. Let's keep these people from that. Cause yeah, when you're drunk, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I will <laughs> I'm gonna do it though. And you're like, oh, let's go do it. And like, well, like I'm a, I'm a, I will. We're totally going to go to Zumba in the morning. I promise. <laughs> I promise right. we're going to wake up at 630 and go to Zumba. And you wake up and you're like, oh God. <laughs> What, I made a plan. What can I do to get out of it? <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, I like having lots of energy and feeling good. And it yeah. just feels good with my lifestyle. So That's the thing. When you get rid of alcohol, you realize how actually good you can feel. Alcohol and sugar, honestly. Sugar. So true. So when you true. you get rid of those two, you feel good all the time. Yeah. I like it's it. It's weird because when you're off of those two things, even small amounts of those two things, like change everything they like they're like you just like you just eat the smallest amount of sugar and you're like oh my god I know. Who am I? what is this body that's left after a day of one sh one piece of sugar <laughs> wait yes. so wait that's your only conspiracy theory because now um, that we're here i want to i no i think it, i think it is i think it's the only one i like really care about like everything else i'm just like oh my gosh you guys are so crazy but that's the one where i'm like okay yeah and that, that's, that's being like me, I don't know, like 9-11, whatever. Like definitely our government was probably involved. Like that's not a conspiracy. That's just like a known, <laughs> everything yeah, else. We're in a weird place. Yeah, we're in a weird place now, especially now with, with the way information is being tampered with and we're all questioning it. It's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring to light other things once this whole um, regime that we're currently involved in, once that goes away, we're going to start looking back and it's, uh, I don't know, somebody said it recently. They're like, being, being a part of history is no fun. Like, like looking at history is cool, but being a part of it is not a, it's not a good vibe. Because, uh, yeah, we're, like everything that's happening is, is going to be studied over for so long. Uh, so, so. Right. All the ways we done fucked up. <laughs> done fucked up. We can um, watch it go down. Yeah. So, wait, okay. Um, you keep mentioning like Central America and South America, right? Mm -hmm. You spent a lot of time there in your life. I do. I went to college there. I, um, we went there for an extended honeymoon and then my husband worked there for a year. And that's actually where I started camping. It was in very, very rural Costa Rica in a town of like 10 people with a 40 wow. minute bus ride to get to town. And I was just like lonely. So I started doing Chatterbait and uh, that was like five or six years ago now. And I'd stopped doing it when I left that place, but um, then I started again. Did you find that you were missing that experience? We, well, I was just like miserable at my job. My husband was needing time to like go to meetings, um, to see a therapist, to just have like a breakdown day and not sure. go to work. And I was like, well, fuck it, dude, fuck the nine to five. Like, we can do this. I know I can do this because I did it right. in Costa Rica while you were working. And like, we'll make this happen. We'll just go in 100%. And we took out a credit card and maxed it out and got all of the supplies that we wanted to have a professional setup. Gear, and gear, gear, gear. We got the gear and we got nominated for almost every award show that oh, we participated in that first year. And 
it just all really fell together. Let me ask you this. I've never asked anybody this. I'm going to ask you this. What do you learn about yourself from camming and going on like chatterbait type sites? Mm, I think that, um, so I like learning about the new fetishes. I like um, just like adding a little bit more spiciness to life. Um, Like, I don't think it really like changed our sex life, but um, like if I'm sitting around masturbating for like in like 15 minute spurts, throughout the day followed yeah. by like an abrupt hang up like right. by the end of the day I definitely want to jump my husband's bones and is that how it ends <laughs> just click <laughs> they, just, they just go away because they came sometimes that's funny I try to have like a more like girlfriend experience relationship with them and just yeah. be like I hope you have a really good day make sure you drink lots of water get some <laughs> Cause you just squirted a bunch of water. <laughs> Rehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, but I, I think you're answering from a sexuality standpoint, uh, which I appreciate, but do you think you've learned anything about you as a person by doing these things? Mm, um, I don't know. Good question. Um, I think just continuing to grow my skill sets has been good. Um, learning that I'm good at social media marketing and that I'm pretty good with my time management. Um, I can run my own business. Um, just how much business is out there, like where the money's at for me. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, the being independent and able to work anywhere has been really empowering. So during our, like when we first got different houses and things were like, what's going to happen in my life. I was never like, I never felt hopeless because I was like, whatever, I'll take my laptop anywhere with right. internet and life will go on and I'll make money enough to live. And I have no fear of what's going to happen in my future. Cause I have this to fall back on and I feel financially safe. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people in the world maybe don't feel interesting and they use various forms of social media and dating and sex to become interesting. So when you have a relationship and it's two people that are busy, it's important to have some other outlet that is not uh, threatening to your relationship to feel interesting. Uh, And then also, obviously, of course, you want your partner to think that you're interesting too, but sometimes for some reason, it's not, it's not enough. For your right. partner, for your, like you personally. For you. Sometimes there's no, there's nothing another person can do if you can't find it on your own. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so that is, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember the Donna Chatterbait. I remember when, I remember when my, when my intro, because like, I remember when I was, I, I hated that version of, of like pornography for a while. And then I had a relationship, like I was saying, I was doing long distance relationships and a component of my sex life was becoming like, sending Snapchat videos back and forth. And then once that relationship ended, it was like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, like now I get where this, like where this lane is because I want to see somebody like masturbating to camera as if it's going directly to me. Right. Yeah, it's totally. Weird. That's what, what the, the research from a lot of the, the places, the platforms that I work for 
say that that's what you're going for is you're wanting to make the guys literally fall in love with you and that's what they want as well like they want like a love connection like a personal connection yeah well you're replicating the 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 this nude is for me specifically experience yeah i don't want like girls especially get mad if you send a nude that looks like you took it from the past like they want like if, you, if you're sending nudes back back and forth with with late with women i mean i've never sent nudes to dudes so that's the only reason i'm speaking on this behalf i'm not being um like a caveman <laughs> about it like they want to know that that's theirs this is your picture right um, yeah totally and you know guys we don't care as much like i like uh as long as you send me a nude i'm just happy that i got a nude right like i'm not gonna be like a, I'm, I'm, the beggars can't be uh, choosers right because it's an but, old yeah. pick i mean for me you can really tell so i have right, to be right. honest because my hair changes every week <laughs> right like right like i sense i send a picture i have no beard and like hang on hang on hang on hey. <laughs> how many when girls have this, you sent that to <laughs> whose house is this at yeah um but yeah interesting well interesting uh all the things um yeah i love that i love that that you have this coming up what do you how when do you know that it's going to be safe to go to mexico i think is my is my next question so the border keeps um the border closure keeps extending so that's like the first thing is that and if the mexican government doesn't want people traveling by car through then i'm not gonna try to sneak through even though it's possible i'm just I'm gonna wait until they want me there. Well, it's a lot of pressure to, I'm sure, uh, Mexico's president to like to acquiesce to our powerful uh, demands and military. So I think we, yeah. Um, but are you and your husband both uh, U.S. citizens? Yes. Okay. And then I guess your other fear has to be then, if you go, can you come back? Right. Me, yeah, I guess my. My true fear no. is that I'm going to be stuck here November 4th, <laughs> just having a panic attack in a fetal position on the concrete near the drain in my studio. <laughs> very, very well dodged and said. Um, all right. Let's, uh, um, we're an hour in. I feel like this is a good period of time. Um, I, I, I like talking to you. I'd love to have you back on, on, an, on a future episode, but let's, let's wrap this one up. Um, I'm here with Bonnie Goods, the Porn Store People podcast. We drop a new episode every Monday. Uh, this one will be uh, two weeks from now. I want to invite you uh, to come. Would you like to come on to one of my uh, Zoom shows? We do Zoom comedy shows every Friday in uh, four different time zones. Hell I'd love to yeah. have you on that. That'd be fun for you to participate on. Yeah, um, definitely. So I'll invite you to that separately. Um, what else do I want to say to you? Um, how do we find you? How do we follow you? How do we pay for your porn? Woo! All right, you can search me on basically any platform. Bonnie, the letter B, good. Sometimes it's Bonnie underscore letter B, good. I'm on Pornhub, Minivids. You can always find me and Skype with me anytime on Skype private. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, Bonnie underscore B underscore good. And on Instagram, Bonnie be good. So we have you all, you're all the places, right? You're doing all the right things. If you had a, if you have a preference, what's your favorite place to be interacted with or, um, or to be asked to make content? Um, talk to me on Twitter if you want to chat. Uh, if you want to order a custom clip, Minivids has a great form for that. And if you just want to watch me do yoga naked or review sex toys, that would be on Pornhub. Favorite sex toy? Um, my favorite sex toy is the, um, oh my gosh, come on, Chandra. Party in My Pants by Wood Rocket and Cal Exotics. Oh, nice. 
Yep, because I love Wood Rocket. They're fucking hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Did you go to the Did you go to the the, the cereal breakfast? Yeah. Did you? No, I got all fucked up and I didn't get to go. I not like not. I didn't. I didn't get fucked up. Like uh, I just I used my time incorrectly. Yeah, I, I, I ate a lot of cereal, so I used my time very correctly. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited to go, and I like, and I like made them make an exception for me to go as a non, as a non-porny. Um, but they said come through, and I, and I didn't come. I was next, I'm, I'm, next time. Once we do it again, I hope they throw it again because that was the highlight of my evening. Yeah, really, I'm so mad. I was because I was staying with civilians, and I, I had some expectation of like being a good. Uh, house guest. You can't just go ride a triceratops with a bowl of cereal. <laughs> oh, you know, that was, you're making it so much worse. No, it was like whoever I was staying with, it was uh, it was their birthday and I didn't want to, it was like I, I offered some concession of birthday weekend. Way to be fun. a good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I had a good time. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, like I said, this episode drops in two Mondays. Um, I'm going to invite you to do the Zoom shows. Maybe I'll think of something. I've been trying to figure out what the new version of what we do for, we were doing human challenges for a while. I'm trying to think oh, of what yeah. a good of, of doing that is and how to do it uh, since we're in different places. If you have an idea of something you're really good at and that I probably can't do, well, I'll be happy to do that with you in a side-by-side. But um, thank you for being here. Uh, follow her uh, on uh, all the things. And, and, in the, and in the description of wherever you're listening to or watching us, uh, there is uh, all of her links there. So click on those. Uh, if you're listening to us on uh, SoundCloud, if you listen to us on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Anchor app, we're on all the things. Uh, you can find us everywhere. And then uh, we got some YouTube content today from, uh, from our Zoom conversation that's also in video. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. Thank you, Dan. 